Welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. My name is Claudia Neilshaw and I'm a marketing educator and strategist. Over the last 10 years, I've empowered women like you across the business world to step into the most confident version of themselves through coaching and marketing consulting. Too many women are hiding their incredible message and skills from the world. It's my job to uncover your genius and help you make your next power move. Because women like you change the world and the world needs more of that. I'm here to help you elevate your voice and create your own daughter opportunity. So, are you ready? Emma Walkinshaw, welcome to Power Moves Only, the podcast. How are you? I'm wonderful, Claudia. Thank you for inviting me. I was delighted when we chatted last week and you're on my podcast and then we connected and I, when that email came through with the invitation, I went, yay, yes, please sign me up. <laughs> there are some people you have conversations with who you know you need to have another one with. And that was definitely the experience that uh, we had together. So I'm really delighted that you are joining me today. Now, Emma, you are a transformation coach. I need to know everything that that <laughs> entails, the details. <laughs> what does it mean to be a transformation coach? Mm-hmm. Ah, where do I start? I guess I could say I'm a transformational coach and there's four ways that I do it, I would say. So one is I have a beautiful membership called 21 Minutes of Morning Magic. And the Morning Magic group is from my own experience being a yoga teacher as well. And I owned a yoga studio for nearly four years. So being a year, which is another, I mean, that's a whole nother tangent. But how, how do I, what is transformational coach mean and how do I transform? How does this happen? So having a yoga studio, being a yoga teacher, I realize that everybody wants to have a morning practice or wants to have a spiritual practice. However, it's not always easy. The idea of it sounds great, but it's not always easy. And also, you know, things don't happen um, overnight with it. It's a practice, hence the word, it's a practice. So I started through my transformation and and working, how how can I help people transform? And what does that mean? So 21 Minutes of Morning Magic was born, which is this beautiful little practice. And just as it suggests, 21 minutes, we do seven minutes of yoga, seven minutes of meditation and seven minutes of flowetry. And we gather in the morning live at 6am, three mornings a week. And this has been over a year. So people gather with me and I say I become their spiritual jogging buddy. So instead of going out for a run, I'm your spiritual jogging buddy. So that's where transformational comes for a lot of my ladies, without a doubt. Things have been manifested, things have been created. People have changed jobs, changed relationships just from the very simple practice of quietening your mind for 21 minutes. And I often say, you know, our voice of judgment is very loud. If we can get quiet, our voice of wisdom can show up. So that's one way I transform. The other way is through my signature program, which is the Clarity Catalyst. I actually purchased this program. So I didn't create it. I purchased it seven years ago from a beautiful woman, Jennifer Grace in America, but it was created back in the seventies by Dr. Michael Ray, who took people through a business degree and then realized they lacked the personal development side of business. Because as you and I both know, the mindset Mm -hmm. part of, of business is equal as important as the strategy and the implementations of systems and processes. Yes. Both know that. 
So the Clarity Catalyst really supports the business person or the aspiring business person to get out of their way. And and I call it your itty bitty shitty committee. You've learned to put your itty bitty shitty committee to the side. I hate those guys. (laughs) Me too. And they are loud some days. And we really bring our voice of judgment in. Hence, back to the 21 minutes of morning magic, you know, creating some space for your voice of wisdom to show up. Again, that's where the transformation comes. I also take women on retreats, which I absolutely love. So I just recently ran one in Byron Bay. That's my sort of local, because I'm on the Gold Coast. Yeah. That's my local retreat place. But next year, 2024, we're going to India. Oh, incredible. So excited. So that will be next year. So there's always a local retreat. And because I've had the yoga studio here on the Gold Coast up until March this year, I have ran local retreats. And, And it's really, I mean, Yes, we do a bit of yoga, but it's not all about yoga. It's about transformation. It's about personal development. It's about connection, a lot of that with women. And then the fourth way I do it is one-on-one coaching. So that's how I transform people. Wow. (laughs) Or actually, I don't transform them. They transform themselves, but I am with them on the journey. You help facilitate that. And Emma, who is it that you tend to support the most? Who are the people that are attracted to this kind of work that you love working with? Definitely women, although I have had a couple of men come through my Clarity Catalyst and I haven't had any men join 21 Minutes of Morning Magic or one-on-one coach, so definitely women. And I'm going to say women who are already in business or mm-hmm. want to be in business. That is definitely yes. who I work with. So it's usually that entrepreneurial spirit or a woman that has a lot of ideas or creativity, but she just can't quite manage to get them into reality. And then, like I mentioned, you know, that's the transformation process. Someone will come into the Clarity Catalyst at the start of the eight weeks with an intention and hand on heart, they pop out the other side with some definite inspired action and some things already in process. It's magic to experience and watch. It really is. Because the Clarity Catalyst is very tools-based, so I like to say like the difference between life coaching and counselling, counselling is definitely a beautiful thing and it has its place, which is great at perhaps at looking back. And that can be really helpful. It's the healing journey. The Clarity Catalyst that I teach or facilitate and life coaching is where am I at now and where do I want to go? It's quite Mm -hmm. forward focused and and everything has its place. Psychology and counseling has its place. So I often say if someone needs a healing journey, perhaps that's more the route, but I tend to work with people who perhaps have an idea around a business or have an idea around a creative project. They're right here now, but they're potentially a little bit stuck. And they really want to move forward into the future. So that's where I'd say I sit with what I do. Yes. That's who's probably attracted to me. Yeah. I love that. And I think often, you know, as women, we're looking to create things of our own, whether it's a personal project, whether it's um, a professional project in our careers, in our businesses. And quite often we find ourselves at this crossroads or this, you, you know, the fork in the road, whatever it is. And we say, okay, I know there's something more here. I know I am destined for something more. What do you find is the biggest barrier that gets in people's way when they're wanting to start a business? Why do we get stuck? I would have to say the number one thing that would come up time and time again is self-doubt, like doubting yourself. 
Mm. And perhaps the the second thing that I hear a lot is caring what other people think Mm. would be the other thing that I hear a lot. And then potentially the, the idea that I don't have enough time. Okay. I don't have enough money. That would be the other thing, but definitely self-doubt would be probably number one. Yeah. And what other people think with, yeah, that would be probably, yeah. And business is so personal too, that when we do create something of our own, we put it out there into the world and we essentially are putting ourselves out into the world. Business is incredibly personal. And, you know, I think it can be one of the most formative roller coaster journeys uh, of our lives that show us parts of ourselves perhaps we didn't know existed, both, you know, good and challenging. But I wonder, you know, for people who are already running a business and, you know, a lot of the women who are in the Power Moves community, it's very similar. They are running businesses maybe for a few years now, and but they still might be finding themselves at a particular crossroads, whether it's, you know, in a new offer that they want to create, whether it's in a bit of a rebrand to match the person that they feel like they've become. There's always something there that is really saying to us, I know I need to grow here. It's a little bit uncomfortable. It's a little bit uncertain. When was there a time in your business journey where you arrived at that crossroads and you said, I know there's something more here, but but what's going to happen next? Mm, yeah, there has been probably a few <laughs> moments. But if I think about the evolution of my yoga studio, so as I yes. mentioned, I only just sold that in March and there was a bit, of, and of course I went through a pandemic with a bricks and mortar yoga studio. Wow. So I, I opened the studio and thankfully though, I do have to say Queensland did not go through what the rest of the country did. Yes. I mean, we were relatively um, business as usual somewhat, but mm-hmm. but it still disrupted everything, didn't it? Yes. But I opened that studio and I, I was open maybe, I opened in September 2019 mm-hmm. and refurbed and then it was 2020 that things went bananas. And I thought to myself, by the time I got to 2021, I remembered looking at the studio and, and the studio was just yoga and Pilates, like just one empty room basically with a foyer. And I thought to myself, I can either stay small and only be able to have this many members or I can go hard or go home. Mm. I thought I've got to make a decision here. Something's got to change because everything was being disrupted. So I was bold and I went and purchased six reformers, you know, Pilates. Oh, my goodness. Emma, you were the start of the reformer <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> yes. And there was, and what had happened with Brendan and I, my husband and I, he's got a town planning business, um, as you know, and he, we were in the same um, floor, a second level in a beautiful, busy little street in Chevron Island, just near uh, Surface Paradise. So Brendan, we'd purchased an office for him. So his town planning moved out. I had the little yoga studio right next to his office, but in this really lovely little area near the cafes and that. And, and that was what triggered. I thought I can go hard or go home. I can take over Brendan's office, which was double the size of my studio, cut it in half, refurb it by six reformers and go for gold. And that's what I did. So Brendan moved out. We moved him into his office 
I refurbed a second studio in a matter of 18 months. Mm. And that's, you know, that's a task in itself, you know, fitting out a studio and then put these reformers in. But I've got to say that was one of the best things I ever did in business because in that week of opening of new studio, I doubled my memberships. Wow. And I'd, I'd invested, right? These reformer Pilates machines, I mean, they are six and a half thousand dollars each. Yes. But but I knew that I could stay small in the small studio with just mats and pl- or I could I could go for it. And I did. Mm. And I was very thankful. And hence I I put the studio up for sale in December and it was sold pretty. Oh no, I didn't put up for I made the decision in December last year to put it up for sale. I put an ad out in January. About maybe I think the twentieth of January, mm. it was sold in February, and I was done in March. Wow! Congratulations! Yes, yeah, so good. But if I hadn't have done that move, as in, talk about a power move, <laughs> big time, big time. Um, but that that pretty much was that doubled things, and also then I had a business that was sellable because my database grew and as as we know in business you know your database when someone gives you their email they're literally saying come into my lounge room yes so it it was a good move and then of course the world opened up again and because my studio is really close to surface paradise you know holiday people started to come through again and you know it was it was happy days again but it was yeah I mean I bought those reformers and spent that money and thought oh let's just hope this goes well Mm. (laughs) and give everything You know, I think there is so much fear around both taking action and also the cost of inaction and Mm. playing small, I do believe is something that um, for many women who are running businesses or, you know, in their careers as well, uh, is something that we face. We go, oh, I might stay here because it's safe and I'm in my comfort zone and I know that nothing can hurt me or is a threat to me. And then we start to kind of venture out and we say, but what do we actually want to create from this life, from this business, from this experience? What is your advice to either aspiring women in business or women who have already been running businesses on playing small? What are are the things that they can do to elevate themselves out of that space into that inspired action? Mm, That is a good question. It is deeply personal, but I also believe who you have around you is instrumental in you feeling like you can go for it. Yeah. Like if if you've got, you know, a great partner, if you've got some friends around you that are also in business, and this is kind of language that you talk about and are a little bit more risk adverse. Mm. And and you, if you've got parents behind you, and, and thankfully. I had all of those ingredients. Yes. And like you and I both know, Claudia, if if you haven't got a group of people around you, sometimes you just need to pay to get into a great mastermind like we do, you know, and that's how we've connected because sometimes, you know, we don't want to put that pressure on our friends. And if they're not in business, maybe we just want to have a, you know, they're, they're our friends and we love them dearly. But when it comes to, like you say, leveling up or raising out of, you know, uh, a place there, if you really want to kind of play a bit bigger, you've got to get around people that are playing a bigger game. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think sometimes when 
we know that there is something more out there. We need to go searching for it. And it might not be in the confines of our current community, our current friends group. And you need to put yourself into spaces absolutely where people are playing bigger games, but also with people that you have never met before so that you can have your eyes, minds, hearts opened up to different experiences, different learnings, different stories. And that has certainly been something, you know, that I've really always lusted over of this idea of how can I get into the spaces where other people are succeeding and thriving? Because I know that I can't do it by myself. Why would I want to? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's such a, a, yeah. that's so, a great, so personal. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, when you're saying that, yeah, it's almost put yourself in rooms, get yourself a seat at the table where your mind is going to be blown. Yes. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and then you it's, feel like that. You want to feel yeah. that sense of, you know, I want to walk away from these experiences, whether it's an event, a conference, one of your amazing retreats, being part of an online membership. You want to be in these spaces to walk away with a pep in your step to say, I see the potential in myself, in the other women that I'm experiencing running businesses. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And and I think too, it's, it's about going in there knowing that these people are your allies, not your competition. That's not what it is. It's saying, you know what, we're allies. How can I help you? How can you help me? Together we're going to come together and we are going to elevate one another. This, yep. And I think that's what I really, really love about you know the group that we're in. It is totally about allies and elevating each other. And, and we all cheer each other on and there is this beautiful coming together because like you said, your business is lonely. And mm. if you don't necessarily have family or friends who are in business, they don't quite, you know, they, they want to talk about different things. Of course yeah. they do. That's why we need to get with people, other people who love to talk about these topics because it's it's our it's our love language. <laughs> exactly. And And, you know, there's something that I, you know, always talk about, which is, There are different people in your life that serve different needs. And quite often we look to people like our partners, our family, children, people who are very close to us. And we say to ourselves, of course, this person can meet every need that I have, the need to be loved, protected, feel safe, supported, empowered. Um, But what we forget sometimes is that can be an enormous pressure and burden to say to one person, you must be all of the things. And being able to find these communities of incredible women and look around and say, we are all here for the same reason, which is to step into that next level of expansion, whether it's in our businesses, whether it's our own personal growth and development. Um, And I love that you said the word ally because the collaboration over competition and saying, how can we make information, introductions, people, ideas more transparent and accessible to more incredible women? If we make it accessible, we all get to win. There's no trade-off. And mm. I think that's like that's a story that we need to keep squashing because it's just not true. Yeah, that is brilliant. It's, yeah, it is a win-win. Yeah, brilliant. And even the work that you do, Claudia, like bringing people together in a room 
Because, you know, a lot of people are working, particularly if you're in the online business space, you are by yourself a lot of the time. And even mm-hmm. that connection and catching up with people, that social side of it. Yes. Also really, you know, will we say solidifies or ignites connection too. So yes. I think there's a place for that as well, that that mm. actually investing in yourself and attending things that really support and hotwire your connection is a great is a great thing too. And that's what retreats, like I think retreats, you run live events, there's such a place for that too. I love it. There is. And, you know, I think there's there's something so special in being in a room full of women. And I, I often say, you know, I have one rule in my business. When you meet an incredible woman, you have a duty and an obligation to introduce her to another incredible woman. And by kind of setting the tone with that sentiment, we're encouraging this endless uh, opportunity to connect incredible people together and all benefit from that. I wonder what has been a really beautiful connection you've made in your business journey that you look back on and you think, wow, imagine if I hadn't met that person or learned that lesson. Mm. I am going to actually, straight away when you said that, who I'm going to pay tribute to is I became a yoga teacher at the beautiful age of, so I'm 47 now. So at 40 years of age, I decided to become a yoga teacher. And I practiced, yeah, I'd practiced yoga for years. And I met a beautiful yoga teacher trainer, Madonna is her name. And Madonna, I know, great name. She was like, it's, yeah, it's not even her stage name. It's her name. And (laughs) Madonna really showed me the power of women coming together. And she really practiced yoga on and off the mat. Mm. And yoga has a certain philosophy to it. And she really embodied that. And, and, you know, one of them is, you know, just, just this kindness and, and women are allies and we're all in this together. So she really taught me through the teachings of yoga, Mm. how almost to apply that to business. And, you know, I'd been in business. I had my first business at 23. I had a hair salon for for five years and I've always loved women. And I've always, you know, my, my parents, I've had, my parents have had businesses my whole life. My husband's parents had businesses, but getting and and spending time with Madonna, my yoga teacher, and this beautiful collaboration and just her support for me was was like no other in a really spiritual business way. Wow. And that's when I went, oh, this this has a different feel to it. And I and I love your beautiful statement, which is it's my obligation to introduce and connect women with each other when I meet an amazing woman. And and Madonna very much, it's almost like that theme. Claudia, yes. of, of this beautiful spiritual practice weaved into business. And, and so I'm going to say Madonna. Madonna has been a pretty inspirational person in my life in that way. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Madonna. I want to I meet know. this incredible woman. And what a name. I feel like <laughs> it's like it really translates to the power and the influence that she had on you, you know, yeah. in that early experience. And, you know, Emma, you speak of, all of these careers, businesses, um, influences of your parents being, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners. How have you felt like all of these different experiences have contributed to your story today of the personal story you tell about how you've come to be? What have been kind of the main ideas, lessons that have come out of that? 
Mm, I'm going to say, you know, my parents definitely have been a massive influence. And what I've loved about my mum and dad is they've always been incredibly transparent. So what I mean by that is like I I to this day know how much my parents have got in their self-managed super fund. Yeah, I know wow. how much they paid for houses always through every single business. I mean, I can be as, I can remember being as young as like 11, yeah. watching my mum sit and her showing me because um, back then it wasn't zero. We all use it. My mum now goes, oh, my goodness, how good would zero be? <laughs> but mum, it was literally, you know, physically writing down the takings for the night. Yes. And sitting counting the money. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what you did. And wow. then going to the bank. And I remember mum and dad had a pub. This must have been when I, I was 28 when I gave birth to Sunny. I'd just given birth to Sunny. And I can remember my dad, they had a pub actually just north of Port Douglas, Mossman. Wow. And so I'll see that when I go up next month. Yes. And, um, yes. and I can remember my dad packing all the money because the, the pub turned over a lot of money. And yes. he'd pack the money in like a little duffel bag and he'd go, and the bank was across the street. But because he had so much money, he'd go to like my mum, Marg, I'm just about to cross the road. And he'd, he'd have like 30 grand in his bag. Wow. But, you know, cross, you know, and he'd walk in and it was when bank managers knew each other. Oh, you know, the bank manager would go, come in, you walk in the office and they shut the door and count the money like totally different. But I, I would have to say mum and dad's transparency around business and money and how they I mean they have done tremendously well from themselves and they've always been just so open and my mum and dad still to this day are very open so that's very much shaped the way mm. I've done business and just being eyes up ears up and even that decision around you know the studio and the the reformers it was calculated risk but it was still risk and yes. I remember my dad said to me because you know there was a pandemic and here I am buying reformers when everyone's online and my dad said to me you know Amy said in life in business your mum and I we've made money we've lost money we've made money we've lost money he goes but as long as at the end of the day you make money you'll be right yeah yeah but it's, it's that, you know, there's so many things that you were saying there that to me was just like absolute music to my ears. And there's something about being a business owner and reframing what your aversion to risk looks like. And, you know, even for example, um, there being such transparency around money, around running a business, it allows you to also make a decision of yourself of what you perceive to be risky. And also aligning that with so much of business is putting yourself out there and just giving it a crack. Yes. It's giving it a crack. It's giving it a go, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. And at the end of the day, you learn some lessons, you hopefully have a great time, you make some money and you live an amazing life. Yeah. And meet great people. And meet great people. And it's, yeah. you know, I, I'm not sure whether you've had this experience, but people will often say to me about, you know, past careers I've had, you know, would you ever, would you ever go back and work for someone else? Would you ever go back and would you be a lawyer? Would you work in corporate? And I do think about it sometimes in terms of in the beginning of my business journey, I was so vehemently against it. You know, I was like, I would never do this. And then as you go along in your business journey, you realize that you can't be absolutist about anything. You ride the wave, you try things on for size, you make choices based on, you know, what suits you in that moment. And your story just 
so beautifully speaks to that of saying intuitively what feels really good, factually what needs to happen here or transactionally, and then in the end, are we getting where we want to go? Yeah. That's it. And it, and it is like, it is like an all a bit of an experiment. Not like, you know, Brennan and I, my husband and I often say, okay, we're just going to have to pivot again. Like it's just this constant or, or I'll say, okay, choppy waters, adjust the sails. Yeah. Like, nice. Choppy waters, adjust the sails. Beautiful. Like that's that, cause that's kind of what business is like. And I often say, you know, the lows can be lows, but gee, the highs can be highs. Like it, it does feel like quite, you know, we're, yeah, it does feel like sometimes the highs are highs and the lows are lows. It does sometimes yeah. feel like that. But but as quick as it comes, and like I said, you know, a lot can happen in a week. Like we literally, that's how saying we go, it will get to Monday, Tuesday, and then we'll go, okay, this is this is the outcome we need by Friday. A lot can happen in a week. Yeah. Like you know, you know that in like a heartbeat, things can change for the better. And yeah. for the worst, but you know, it's just good or bad, hard to say. Like you just keep moving. And I, I think that's the thing too in business. You've just got to keep moving. Totally. I, I love that. And, you know, really embracing the fact that it is going to be a journey and it's not that you suddenly arrive somewhere and you think, okay, cool, I've made it in business. I'm successful now. What to you, what to you is important about success? What are the things that really inspire you to keep striving? I think, you know, success for me is, I mean, you know, there's there's that that saying, you know, doing what you want when you want with who you want. But I don't mm. even think it's necessarily that anymore because when you're in business and you want to be a success, you're not necessarily always doing what you want when you want. You're doing no. what it takes to get the desired result that makes your heart sing and you, I think it's purpose. I think if I was just to put it into a word, it's feeling purposeful. Nice. Mm. On purpose. And the other word that comes to mind, being a value, being purposeful oh. and being a value. Oh, and I've got a third, Claudia. It's coming. Passion. passion. So I think it's a mix of purpose, being a value and being passionate. PVP. Yeah. I think that's. That's your new acronym. Yeah. PV. It's almost like. Yeah. PVP, baby. I love that. I love that. That's, that's a really beautiful sentiment to live by. Um, Emma, I would love to know what is it a power move that you have made in your business or in your life recently that made you go, yeah, I gave it a crack and I put it all out there. Mm -hmm. I think when my husband, so I I mentioned to you, my husband was a solicitor as well. Yes. And he had then decided not to be a solicitor and decided to become a town planner. And I said, I felt so ripped off at that. I said, I was marrying a solicitor and now I've got a town planner. No one even knows what they are. (laughs) Anyway, so he becomes a town planner. He starts to work for a company. He gets a job straight away um, and then studies to be a town planner. And after quite some time of him working for someone, and he's naturally a workaholic. That's, that's just his happy place. He's very mm-hmm. passionate about town planning and that's probably that passion purposeful yes. and value as well. That's yeah. totally Brendan. Anyway, yeah. he kept saying to me after working for these, this company as a town planner for five years, got through his degree and then was working for them. I kept saying to him, you're working so hard for them. I think you need to be doing this for our us. Mm. 
So I said to him, why don't you go into business? But he was quite fearful. He was like, you know, as we do. And he's, you know, going, oh gosh, you know, we had two young children today. So I was, I was a contractor at that time. I was contracting at training anyway. So this morning I I was on the phone to him and I said to him, honey, I think we just need to go into business. And he goes, oh, I don't even know where to start. I said, I do. I said, I'll call you back later. I ring our account and I can remember it clearly. I'm driving along the highway on the phone, so terrible, with my credit card on my lap. And we've had the same accountant since I've been five. It's my mum and dad's accountant, Russell. Oh. I go, I ring I go, Russell. He goes, yes, Em. I said, I want to create a company. Brenda and I are going into business. I said, how much is it? And he goes, it'll be $1,400. I said, great. I've got my credit card here. He goes, oh, all right. He goes, what are you going to call it? And I went, oh, God, I don't know. I said, <laughs> I said Walkinshaw Urban Planning. He said, it's done. The name's available. So <laughs> he creates, I create a company and spend $1,400 on our credit card. Um, I ring Brendan back and I go, hey, I created a car. He said, you what? I said, we're going into business. Yeah. He's like, what the hell? Anyway, that was the November. The December, I found an office on Chevron Island, which we were there. He was there until we bought him wow. an office. And then that became the yoga studio, right? Oh, my I went, goodness. I meet this real estate agent and I go, hey, we want to rent this office. And I think it was like at that stage, like because this is nearly you know, nine years ago, I think it was like 360 bucks a week really broken down office. So like need a painting carpet, like horrific. And I go, that'll do. We can afford that. <laughs> anyway. So I said to Brennan, we're taking over in January. You're resigning from your job. And I bought him a computer. I got him a company. I hired an office and I bought him a computer and I said, it's game on. So we have a saying, Brendan and I, we say that we stand on the edge of a cliff. I push him and then he mm. flies. I've Beautiful. done it so so many times doing, but I mean, and he still said like, it's the best thing that ever happened. I knew that he would do it. Mm. I just needed to just push him and we still laugh about it, but that's what I did. So I just, that morning went, oh, we're, we're, we're doing it. It was November. And then by the January, we were in an office computer, boom, it was on. Town wow. planning started. But you are that facilitator, Emma. You are that, that instigator of that transformation. And, you know, I think that is probably not just something that applies to Brendan. It's probably what applies to the way you serve and support people, which is you stand with them at the cliff, you push them off and you watch them fly and you're there to hold them and support them. And I just think that story is just so demonstrable of everything that is magical about you and what you do. Yeah. And, you know, this is the thing. Sometimes you just need someone to kind of, yeah, believe in you really. And too, you know, I so believed in him. Like I mm. said, you've got this. And and like a lot of my clients, you know, we go through this process, you know, and you, you're you the same, Claudia. We, and, and this is, you know, big when you're in that coaching role or supporting or we can mm. see someone's greatness mm. far more than they can. You know, that's, yes. that's what we do. You know, we yep. find their greatness and then guide them and go, you've yes. got this. Yeah. And that's it, right? Sometimes all we need is just one person to see the potential and the greatness um, in ourselves so that we can take that next action. And, um, you know, both you and I on our business journeys have taken steps along the way. And those steps have facilitated this beautiful connection that we've, you know, been able to have together. So I'm just so delighted and really want to express my gratitude for this conversation and um, coming on the podcast, but what I would love you to share with me and our listeners is where can people find more of Emma Walkinshaw? Yes. So I'm going to say Instagram's probably a great place, which is Emma underscore Walkinshaw and Walkinshaw spelt like the race car, 
walk inshore. <laughs> and the other place is I do have, well, Morning Magic is another great place. If, and I've got a free challenge um, at different times through the year, a free challenge comes up around the Morning Magic too, but that's Emma oh, Walkinshaw backslash um, MMM morning nice. magic so yeah but you can find me there but instagram is a great place and everything's usually there it's the best place that's where i like to hang out too but all of those links are going to be in our show notes so people can clickety clackety click and make sure they are connected with you emma thank you so much for coming on the power moves only podcast i so appreciate it thank you cloudy it's been an absolute pleasure as always see you soon Thanks, darling. This episode of the Power Moves Only podcast has been brought to you by my incredible membership, the Power Moves Club. It is a space for female entrepreneurs who want to market with confidence, learn, grow, and connect together. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. Have an amazing day.